Juz 21. A'udhu Billahi Minash Shaitanir Rajeem. Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim. I begin in the name of Allah, compassionate to all, merciful to each. Assalamu alaikum and welcome to this 21st episode in this podcast series titled Journeying Our Eyes Through the Quran, Exploring 30 Juz in 30 Days. Today inshallah we will continue our journey through the pages of the Quran as we take a brief look into the 21st Juz of the Quran. which consists of the last 23 verses of Surah Al-Ankabut which we started in the last juz 60 verses of Surah Rum which is Meccan 34 verses of Surah Luqman which is also Meccan 30 verses of Surah Sajda which is also Meccan and includes the first wajib sajda of the Quran and lastly the first 30 verses of Surah Al-Ahzab which is a Medinan surah Over the past few episodes we have reflected on and expanded on the nature of the Quran's guidance a light and revelation to all of us if we are open to its beautiful guidance in today's episode we will take a look at one of the main messages of the quran a message that surprisingly until now we haven't had a chance to address this is a view of reality that is ever present throughout the entire quran never more in one juz versus another and that is the view and reality of haq in relation to seeing the nature of this world and the hereafter This is the Quran's exposition and explanation of truth and its position in one's ideology and world view. One of the major themes of the Quran is the way in which it juxtaposes this world in comparison to the next. This world is nothing but temporary and the afterlife is the real point of life and the real essential life. The Quran as the word of God is told from the perspective of God and as such it's deeply entrenched in a world view that sees reality as reality it sees this world for what it is and it sees the hereafter for what it truly is let's take a look at verse 64 of surah al-ankabut wa ma hadhihi al-hayatu ad-dunya illa lahu wa la'ib wa inna ad-dara al-akhirata lahiya al-hayawan law kanu ya'lamun The life of this world is nothing but diversion and play but the abode of the hereafter is indeed life itself had they known One of the most notable points from this verse is that it says that the hereafter or darul akhira lahiyal hayawan that it is indeed life itself The word hayawan used here is an interesting word because what it means is the real life the perfect life and it's saying that the abode of the hereafter is the real life it's not temporary it lasts and it's the very purpose for which we were created if only we realized it in verses 56 to 58 allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also reminds us of the following ya ibadiyalladhina amanu in Oh my servants who have faith, 
My earth is indeed vast, so worship only me. Every soul shall taste death. Then you will be brought back to us. Those who have faith and do righteous deeds, we will surely settle them in the lofty abodes of paradise, with streams running in them, to remain in them forever. How excellent is the reward of the workers. When we think about the reality of this temporary life, that we will die, it is a fact that nobody can deny. When we look at the verse above, it says, Kullu nafsin that every soul, every person will taste death. This is a fact that nobody can deny. In a beautiful hadith attributed to Imam Ja'far Sadiq he comments on how strange we are as human beings. Every day, every year, every month, we witness others pass away from this world around us, and yet we still waste time despite seeing these reminders on a daily basis. And then he says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not created anything quite like death. On the one hand, there is a certainty in death. We are all aware of its inevitability, and we're all aware that we're going to die. But on the other hand, none of us know when or how we're going to die. And as such, it looks like it's a doubtful thing without certainty. It's something certain, cloaked, in doubt. This is what Imam Jafar Sadiq says about death. The verse mentioned here also alludes to the same thing, which is that we all know we'll die. Death is the reality that we will be brought back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that He is where our destination is. Everything in this life that we do should be done with this in mind, that our return is to Him and Him alone. This means ensuring that we are living a life where we can serve Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and this servitude to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala should be our first priority. The unfortunate reality is that sometimes we lose grasp on our reality. We live a life based on a fake or a lower reality, forgetting that our real life is yet to come. Even the words in which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chooses to use in the Quran reflect this idea that the world we live in, the life that we're in, is lower. When we look at the word dunya, which we usually translate to mean world, it doesn't actually mean world. The literal meaning of the word dunya is actually a superlative form for the word lower or base, meaning that the phrase al-hayat dunya doesn't mean the life of this world when translated linguistically, but rather it means the lower life, i.e. our lowest type of existence. Although this physical world is closest to us in a sense, it is also the lowest, and our vantage point is sometimes so limited because we only focus on what we see in front of us. In Surah Rum, verse 7, there is an incredibly beautiful verse that highlights our grasp of reality. They know just an outward aspect of the life of the world, or the lower life, but they are oblivious of the hereafter. The verse is saying that we often know what's apparent, what's zahir, what's on the surface level of this lower life, what we can measure. But when it comes to true reality, when it comes to the akhirah, when it comes to hayawan or the true life, we're oblivious and we're clueless of this deeper reality. Sometimes we may wonder, why should we think so much about the hereafter? Why should we think so much about death? It's uncomfortable. It's morbid. Why should we depress ourselves? The truth is that death is our undeniable reality. 
And how we view death as morbid is unfortunate, because that's not what death truly is, and we'll explore this idea in a later juz. For today, however, let's think about this. Why are we encouraged so much to think about and consider death to a high degree? The reason for this is that thinking about death leads us to thinking about the afterlife and the greater purpose of our existence. And this belief in the hereafter should impact how we act and what we do. It's how we are supposed to orient ourselves when we witness and see the nature of the world around us, which is temporary and heartbreaking by its very nature. There are many signs of our powerlessness in the world, and sometimes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to realize our powerlessness and wants us to think about death so that we don't lose focus on what's important. In Surah Rum, verse 54, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says the following, الله الذي خلقكم من ضعف ثم جعل من بعد ضعف قوة ثم جعل من بعد قوة ضعفا وشيبة يخلق ما يشاء وهو العليم القدير It is Allah who created you from a state of weakness. Then he gave you power after weakness. Then after power, he ordained weakness and old age. He creates whatever he wishes. He is the all-knowing, the all-powerful. The verse here says that we move from vulnerability and weakness as infants to strengthen youth. And then we get older and the weakness comes again. And this is the fragile nature of life. We start off fragile and we end fragile. This is a lesson meant to teach us that we're not in control. We're in the hands of an Almighty Lord, created for a world that is not in this one. And with all of these reminders of our destination, that we're going to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we are supposed to stand firm and set our attention on the reality of life. And this is a part of our nature, as it says in the following verses. So set your heart as a person of pure faith on this religion, the original nature endowed by Allah according to which he originated mankind. There is no altering Allah's creation. That is the upright religion, but most people do not know. And in another verse, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says the following. So set your heart on the upright religion before there comes a day irrevocable from Allah. On that day, they shall be split into various groups. These verses are reminders for us to pay attention to what really matters, i.e. the reality of life, the hereafter, and our relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. These are the things that the reminders of death take us towards. To close today's episode, we'll end with one final beautiful reminder from Surah Luqman, from verses 33 to 34. 
وَاخْشَوْا يَوْمًا لَّا يَجْزِي وَالِدٌ عَن وَلَدِهِ وَلَا مَوْلُودٌ هُوَ جَازٍ عَن وَالِدِهِ شَيْئًا إِنَّ وَعْدَ اللَّهِ حَقٌّ فَلَا تَغُرَّنَّكُمُ الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا وَلَا يَغُرَّنَّكُم بِاللَّهِ الْغَرُورُ ان الله عنده علم الساعه وينزل الغيث ويعلم ما في الارحام وما تدري نفس ماذا تكسب غدا وما تدري نفس باي ارض تموت ان الله عليم خبير O mankind, be wary of your Lord, and fear the day, when a father will not atone for his child, nor the child will atone for its father in any way. Indeed, Allah's promise is true. So do not let the life of this world deceive you, nor let the deceiver deceive you concerning Allah. Indeed, the knowledge of the hour is with Allah. He sends down the rain, and he knows what is in the wombs. No soul knows what it will earn tomorrow. And no soul knows in what land it will die. Indeed, Allah is all-knowing, all-aware. Walhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammadin wa alihi al-tayyibin al-tahirin Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh